Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the 104th edition. Fourth. Of, 104th edition of yeah. Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice. We are here still talking about your Toronto Blue Jays 104 episodes later. That's 52 weeks divided by two. So you could say it was two years ago, but that would be inaccurate. We started before this, I believe. And we did more, I don't know, but whatever. We've done two years worth of weekly podcasts, even without maintaining a weekly schedule. We did more than weekly. Uh, my name is Drew Fairservice, and again, uh, spring training is, is underway. And more importantly, I think most importantly, the World Baseball Classic is underway. Uh, your friends and mine, Team Canada, kicked off their tournament um, today, Thursday, when we record this. And uh, it went about as well as planned. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Uh, and joining me, of course, to talk about your Toronto Blue Jays and Team Canada and your uh, Dominican Republic team that should actually be your team and my team and all the teams, uh, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all right, yeah. Uh, as always. Uh, you are old reliable, reliable as well. Yeah, yeah. We have to keep the pattern consistent, right? Otherwise, people won't know what to do. Yeah, I'm fine. They, you're good. That's good. And you, you took in the game this e- the, this evening, did you not? I took in a few things, yeah. But uh, the game was one of them, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll talk about that, and we'll talk <laughs> about uh, the Blue Jays. Spring training is spring training in World Baseball Classic years in particular really seems to drag, like it just goes forever and ever. I think that's every year, but sure, we can we can force this to be about the World Baseball Classic, sure. Which is what we're going to do. Absolutely. We're going to shoehorn it into every discussion and every debate. And every uh, every point we'll have to circle back to the World Baseball Classic. We were getting prodded by the by the bigwigs at MLB who want this to be a thing, even though they black it out on their app, which is delightful. It's insane, but yeah, and they black it out in Europe. They black it out in every country that's not the United States. Well done, good outreach. I applaud you, you fucking morons. <laughs> Uh, if you like that kind of honesty and, and raw realness, let me tell you, if I got a podcast for you, it's Birds All Day, of course, uh, the one you're listening to, which is supported by its listeners, you, the listeners. And for that, Stoughton and I say thank you. Uh, we say thank you every week, and we mean it more and more every week, and, and we say thank you to everyone who not only listens and, and subscribes and shares it on their social feeds or wherever or, or tells their friends about this to this podcast where these two idiots ramble on and on and on for, for time, if you've done that, Thank you. If you haven't, give it a shot. You got a friend who likes bad words and shitty beer? Let them know that they should listen to Birds All Day. Uh, and then they can go to patreon.com slash birds all day and they can help support the podcast by shooting us a couple bucks a month to uh, to keep us in the style to which we've grown accustomed. Every day it seems like there's some kind of insane announcement coming out of a media company in this country or, uh, or the one that is adjacent to us about how tough a go it is for media companies right now so people like us who do it ourselves uh, if you like what you if you like what you hear and you value it uh please feel free to support us or feel free to just uh, engage and listen and enjoy it um but that's supporting that's cool too we're all we're all good and if you do want to support us or, or get it um directly you can subscribe on itunes as i always say or on soundcloud at soundcloud.com slash birds all day um search birds all day in the itunes store and then uh, hit that subscribe thing. Hit the thumb. I don't know. They do thumbs up on iTunes. I don't know. Leave a comment or a rating. Give us a five out of five. Be like, wow, these guys, even if they don't really know their stuff, they sure act like they do. Which is all anyone could ever hope for. I think in so. twenty seventeen. Yeah. That's all. That's all. That's how things work. That's you. You could be the mayor of a major city, uh, the one of the most major cities in uh, the on the continent, and you can have experts telling you that. Uh, one thing but if uh, one person tells you something else someone who's a voter you can be like mm, i like what that guy says i'm going to believe him i can discount the, that yeah you can't discount one man's opinion over empirical evidence and data um meticulously assembled by professionals the highest in their you know in their field um who are just trying to give you the objective truth with which you could make a decision because that is your job as the mayor of the city to do its best for the city not what one guy who lies about how long his commute is. Fuck. The World Baseball Classic. Canada. <laughs> yeah. Canada lost. What was the final score, Stone? Do you know? Off no hand? idea. The bar I was at turned it off when it was like 8-2. Uh, they got creamed pretty good, though. 
Um, it was a game. It was for a, for little a long bit. time, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan Dempster didn't, you know, embarrass himself. The uh, the pitching, it, it, you know, I was thinking in my head for a while where I do most of my thinking, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, three runs. It, it's improbable, but it's not impossible if the Jays, if the Jays, if Canada had kept it, uh, you know, I think it was five two for a long stretch there in the middle. I mean, this is just, this is just damning with faint praise a little bit, but I don't know. They could have made a game of it, uh, but they didn't. You know, you want. I, it's easy to like be skeptical or kind of turn your nose up at the fact that Ryan Dempster started this game for Canada. He hasn't pitched in like three years. Um, He was not a super starter at the end of his career. Um, But God bless him for going out there. And I think that there was a, this, it was not a coincidence that they rolled his bones out there to start against the powerful Dominican team that won uh, the last tournament that has a lineup that is ridiculous. Um, I, I was joking on Twitter today about him being like an innings eater, but in a small, in a short tournament, like someone's got to pick. Yeah. <laughs> Someone had to get those two or three innings out of the way. Yeah. Um, you know, and just kind of wear a bunch of it. And as you said, he kind of, he got out of there, gave up four runs. He allowed eight base runners in two innings. So he didn't pitch well, but, but who cares? I mean, it, you know, like I said, kind of God bless him for going out there and, and just being like, you know what? I'll do it. I can do it. And you know, you can give him all kinds of all the benefit of the doubt you want him to talk about how he's a guy who's looking to give back to, to baseball Canada or, or help out um, um, the team and the tournament and, and, and the baseball in this country. Um, good for him. I, I think it's kind of cool that, that he went out there and was like, yeah, it's fine. And, and then as I, as I joked before about the, uh, the most French Canadian thing of all time, which is Eric Gagne, just assuming he can still pitch like seven years later. Like, oh yeah, it's fine. Uh, but apparently he's been looking good. He looked I guess yeah. they played Canada played against the Jays and, Gagne had the, that fastball humping up there, 93-94. The changeup still works. That'll almost do. I may or may not have written a note down here that says, uh, sign Eric Gagne. <laughs> which is a totally realistic thing to expect. I think they, I think they have enough of a competition. But you're absolutely right about uh, Dempster answering the bell there. You know, where where are you, James Paxton? Where are you? Where are you in the, for the red and white Jameson tie-on? They got stuff to do. <laughs> I get just like I get why Ryan Dempster is going to come out. I, it's it's almost by by Ryan Dempster being like I'm going to come and I'm going to pitch. It's in a in a way it's because those guys are at the beginning of their career. It's, everything is make or break. If if Ryan Dempster goes out there and blows his arm out, he's like, oh well, I was retired anyway. James and Tyan are sitting there waiting to get paid. Not really Canadian anyway. I mean, not half of them aren't, but who cares? Uh, same with James Paxton. I mean, the guys battled shoulder injuries and stuff like that. I, I can't fault anybody for not going. Joey Votto. Joey Votto makes like $30 million a year. Or 21, 25. Whatever Joey Votto makes is bananas. And he didn't feel like he did his best to earn that check from the Reds last year. So he's determined to do better. How can you fault him? You know, nobody's turning down. No one, you know, I don't begrudge anybody that doesn't go. And one thing you see a lot, though, is the people that do go have a great time. And the players are, are pretty enthusiastic about it. And they seem to all have... I uh, get a real kick out of pulling on the jersey. There, there are these kind of guys who will do it forever, right? Giovanni Gallardo, who's going to pitch until he's fifty years old. If he doesn't, as soon as he's done in the big leagues, he'll be pitching in Mexico. He started from Mexico <laughs> today. Yeah, um, he'll pitch forever, and and I, I, I think it's awesome. Again, Pete Orr is a scout now. Came out, played, got a hit, picked up a knock. I mean, uh, to me, it's great. It's great that that they, um, that countries like Canada that that maybe at their best could field a decent team but they still have to fill out a roster i i, I don't know I, I take it for what it for what it is um i i was trying to draw like a i had a bit of like a please like my sport moment in my head because mm-hmm. i was like it's easy to laugh at like ryan dempster being the starting pitcher but if there was a hockey tournament who would be the starting goalie for like team california you know what i mean like a, maybe that's not the perfect analogy but it's hard to. There aren't that many good, great Canadian pitchers. It's a smaller country, and the weather sucks. I don't know. I'm making excuses for Canada now. Please like my sport. <laughs> I just want to begrudge everybody in whichever way possible. Frankly, you want to, but you you just want to just 
throw shade and judge. Yeah, and... yeah. I want to judge Dalton Pompey for going to the World Baseball Classic and not competing for a job for the Jays, but I also want to begrudge Joey Votto for not going to the World Baseball I Just uh, However much I can begrudge, that's where I'm most comfortable is begrudging things. I think it's safe to say that everyone in this thing is wrong. That's where I'm They're wrong I'm for going. Up, yeah. And they're wrong for staying. Yeah. Um, except, of course, for the Dominican team, who <laughs> every single one of those guys is right as fucking rain. Uh, I want to watch them do everything. I think that they should, they should be like a hard knock style baseball show just about the two weeks that these guys are together. I would, I would watch every minute of it. Who every wouldn't? minute of yeah, that's all amazing. these guys hanging out. The team is great. Uh, the pitching, maybe, I mean, the, the bullpen's pretty good. They're stomping all over Canada, and they run through the entire, like, back end of their bullpen. <laughs> They're like, bring out Batances, bring yeah. out Fernando Rodney, yeah, yeah. bring out Familia, <laughs> whatever. Get everybody out there. Um, it's great. Carlos Martinez is awesome. He's so good. The team is hilarious. Uh, your your friend and mine, Jose Bautista, uh, he hit a home run. It was not an insignificant home run. It was a It was a good one. It was a good shot. Bless him. Is that the he, most notable thing that uh, Jose Bautista did? I guess it is. Well, what else did he do? He did Jose Bautista <laughs> shit on the base pass? He sure did, which is delightful. Dalton Pompey starting that relay to, to get him fucking gunned down at the plate. Well, you know, that's what he does. Why are you going to judge him? I'm not. It took, it, took a, it took a really nice throw from the cutoff man to, to get him. You know, they had to do it perfectly, and they, they really did. So kudos to our boys there. Um, and actually, you know, not facetiously, like Pompey looked good. Uh, mm-hmm. As much as I would, like I say, love to begrudge him for being there and not competing for a job. And as much as that is just completely kind of invented by me, I don't know how much the Jays want him there or not, or how much it's affecting his chances one way or the other. Uh, maybe it's good to have him see, you know, some decent pitching and play in games where people are actually, you know, not just fucking going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Today I throw a change up every time. <laughs> yeah, so but I don't know. He looked all right. He's he, it's uh, it's not like there's a high bar to cross for him. So I don't know. Him looking good is good. Any sign for of course most of this is relates to fans, right? The fans who don't watch him, who didn't watch him in Buffalo, who don't you know get to see him day in and day out. Like the Jays know where he is or where, where he's at to use the baseball parlance in terms of his development. But if you see him out there and he's not looking lost in the outfield, he's taking good and aggressive lines and making nice plays, like I guess he did in the game against the Jays and maybe even yesterday, tonight as well, um, and hitting the ball hard and, and grabbing an extra base or two. He hit a home run um, when he was still with the Jays uh, earlier this spring, and he hit a double today. I believe he reached so, on a strikeout. Sign me up. Which, you know, there you go. There's a skill. That speed is never going to slump, as they say. <laughs> Except when it took him a second to realize that the ball had rolled to the backstop. But he still got there. Well, that's, you know, you can outrun those kind of mistakes when you got that speed, which, of course, never slumps. This is basically um, the one play of, like, the second half of the game that I remember because it just it all went to shit after that. Bautista home run. Um, but, yeah, no, anything that you see from Dalton, anything that we see from Dalton Pompey is going to be encouraging. Um, with the Jays, I'm sure, keeping tabs on him. And, again, if he continues to look good and not out of his depth against, you know, the the Dominican team, which has good pitching on it versus whatever other team that may not, it's great. It's I'm all for it. You know, like, who else? They, they got to play the the Americans and the... Um... Marcus, uh, no, not Marcus. No, Stroman's going to pitch against the Dominicans. Sorry. Oh, Sad, okay. Sadly. Though that's going to be outstanding, too. I'd love to watch it on MLB.TV in Canada. It would be great. Um, uh, Venezuela is Venezuela Colombia the other oh, Colombia is the other team in the group yeah yeah, yeah Venezuela is too good they're too good a seed they're probably in there with Mexico in Mexico in that weird looking goofy stadium but uh, that had that apparently that sta- I was watching a bit of the Mexico game before uh, they had a bit of like the Texas Rangers you know jet stream to right center field because Chris Colabello of all people in the world had an opposite <laughs> field home run off the aforementioned Giovanni Gallardo and it was great. Mexico, Italy came back to tie the game. Italy turned a beautiful double play. Like, Mwah, you make the, the get the kissing with the chef. Uh, that's how nice that double play was. No, but there, <laughs> I saw an amazing tweet, which is yeah. Francisco Cervelli and Chris Colabello, who played for Italy, both conducted full press conferences 
in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty. There's a guy, another guy, Rennie said, I don't know, some guy that plays in the, I don't know even who he is. Um, he hit, an, another guy hit an opposite field home run for Italy. I think he was in the Dodgers system. Um, you got Alex Liddy, who's that actual Italian guy. He's got some power in there playing. It's fun. Italy had a great run last time. Their coach is some beloved guy that's retiring at the end of the year. And above all else, above all else. He sounds Mex- really beloved. So beloved you bothered to learn his name. Yeah, I don't give a shit about his name, <laughs> but they love him. And that means okay. something to them. But the, you know how I learned that? Because Gary Thorne and Jose Moda were calling the game together. And it was unbelievable. It was so, so good. Jose Moda is so far beyond parody, but also great. Um, uh, if you listen to the Productive Outs podcast, which is kind of on a hiatus right now, but Riley from Productive Outs does a like ridiculous impression of Jose Moda, who is terrific, speaking in his second language as like an English language broadcaster, he's terrific. Um, but he has like this really specific way of speaking with all these crazy cadences, uh, and I can't not hear it anymore. But it's oh, and he and Gary Thorne, Gary Thorne could call anything. Gary Thorne doesn't know any of those guys out there. He barely knows the <laughs> Orioles. And he still does such an amazing yeah. job calling the games. I do got to give it to Gary Thorne. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Doesn't give a shit about pronunciation. He'll say Encarnacion wrong. You could walk up to him and be like, Encarnacion. He'd be like, Encarnacion. Like, he does not care. He does not want to learn. And I don't... If he says it that way, maybe he's right. Maybe he's right and Edmund's wrong. Uh, I think it's something that we should all consider. But uh, in case you didn't know, the World Baseball Classic is the greatest thing in the world. I love it so much. I love watching Israel. 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 Moving on to the second round. Korea not. Israel. Kevin Pillar turned down a chance to play for Israel. Could have been part of that Cinderella story. I believe were the words that Why didn't he go? Because I don't know if you're familiar with Kevin Pillar, but he needs to get his shit together a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) What better way to do that than uh, the visit to... Visit the homeland. Visit the the, the holy where are they, lands. Where are they even playing? Where is that group even playing? Korea. Yeah, that might have had something to do with it. I, I had that was the stadium they're playing in uh, is a recent development, as I understand. I went looking and googling. Um, they did not play in the in the stadium that's the old Olympic stadium that is a shared ground in the KBO, but uh, they was they were playing indoors. Uh, and Korea got their asses kicked, and now I'm sure there's much hand ra- hand wringing. Uh, but they have other things to worry about as they just impeach their prime minister or president, I should say. So big, big things going on in the Republic of of Korea. Um, the Blue Jays don't have any Korean players. I don't think they ever have. That's too bad. Uh, Eric, big... Eric Thames they had for a while. Uh, I don't think it I, works that way. But he, he, if you ask him, it does. He's just <laughs> Korean as fuck. He's, he's putting pictures on Instagram of him watching Korea, cheering him on. He gets it. Is he, he what? Is he one of those guys? Who's like the like the adopted homeland guy? Like goes yeah, like goes to Korea or Japan and is just like, oh I no, no, now I am. Now I am Japanese. I'm like this I'm this dude from Torrance, but uh by the way, I'm just I'm totally a Japanese guy now. A little bit. He's a little bit of that. Well uh, God love him for it. That's fantastic. He made a lot of money playing there. He hit like a thousand fucking home runs and now he made even more money coming back over here. And all he had to do, do was live in Milwaukee. So Listen, I we're at the point. I'm at the point in my life where I was watching a replay of a Brewers Rangers spring training game last week because I wanted to watch Eric Thames hit. Baseball, as it turns out, is pretty great. We talked about Dalton Pompey, and you wrote a thing earlier this week called uh, "John Gibbons said a thing about left field." I did. What did John Gibbons say about left field, Stoughton? He said, actually, credit to you, he said he kind of hinted at things that you've been talking about when we talk about this every fucking week, mm-hmm. uh, which is that, you know, he's going to ride the hot hand, and if uh, Melvin Upton is, is the guy who's playing well, there's a chance you're going to see him a lot against right-handers and left-handers. Uh, left-handers seems like a completely reasonable idea. Uh, right-handers seems completely insane. Uh, and yet, as you have, I believe, banged the drum for, uh, or, or just uh, put forth the concept uh, these last few weeks, it's a lot of free money right there in Melvin Upton. He makes like, is it 17, 18 million a year? 
<laughs> that the Jays are paying $1 million of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Padres are on the hook for a ton of it, and so they might have a lot of rope for this potential to just have completely found money in the, the shape of Melvin Upton, which doesn't feel like a thing that is, you know, at all possible, given the way that we saw Melvin Upton perform as a Blue Jay at the end of last year. Uh, but there is there are things in his track record that makes it seem like, you know, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that he could actually, you know, be viable against both left-handed and right-handed pitching. Uh, I'm skeptical. I think he's their best option against left-handers, obviously. But uh, but yeah, that's sort of what he said. And he said, the, the, Gibbons said that the Carrera-Upton platoon thing is right now, quote-unquote right now, kind of what they're looking at, which, yeah, it is. Pompey's at the World Baseball Classic. Steve Pierce can't throw. Uh, nobody else is really asserting themselves. They haven't brought in anybody else to to you know compete for that spot and perhaps intentionally so uh but yeah so they said right now the the the, the stupid insane idea of having carrera and upton platoon is uh is what they're looking at i i am interested in the idea of like playing the hot hand as far as the that kind of platoon or looking at it and start in terms of like what's maybe not like a strict left and right um, I'm sure that based on the kind of swing and player that Mel, Melvin Upton is, um, there are probably pitchers who he would match up with better than others. Um, Regardless of the hand, you mean? Yeah, yeah like if it's a if it's a right hander who is not gonna who is has a shitty breaking ball or is somebody who's not gonna gonna waste you know throw a lot of sliders in the dirt sort of thing the kind of thing that upton you know seems he always he's very eager to hop on a fastball and if, he's got a bit of a big long swing if there's a chance his swing path kind of matches with where the guy is going to end up working basically well I, but i'm sure that there's a, another way of looking at it other than like upton gets the righties or gets the lefties and carrera gets the righties because that doesn't necessarily work out because carrera is kind of bad that's, that's um, outside the box thinking i hope that there's something to that that's nice Nice I do have a, I do have more time for Upton though I do think he's a better player and I think that he his floor is um, a little higher than than any of the other ones um, his floor is higher than Carreras and I think it's also higher than definitely higher than Pompey's right now we don't Pompey has no floor because we've seen him and it was in the basement when he was kind of handed a job that he did not end up keeping of course you are on again about uh, Angel Pagan talked about uh, Pagan yeah um I don't know if you saw this but Pagan so Pagan is playing for Puerto Rico mm-hmm. in the World Baseball Classic um as I have said I will bring it back to the World Baseball Classic every time uh, uh maybe this is more of a, like Giants media we're kind of covering him because he's a free agent but he's playing and basically his line was he doesn't feel like he should, needs to go and compete for a job so something like Toronto maybe isn't a good match for him because he's not going to come here and and fight like if the Jay said We'll sign you. You are a left fielder. This is your your job. Then he then that would happen. But I can't see them doing that, especially because, as you mentioned, um, Upton makes nothing, right? And it's, it's he's going to have to go out of his way to lose the lion's share of that platoon. I think because there's so much found money there that he would have to be so bad that they have to think this is you know he's he his his total cost like no cost of, uh, of production would have to be so bad that to for them to go and spend money to throw that good money after i i think melvin is melvin's capable of being that bad <laughs> i think against right-handed pitching and that's gonna you know it's the bulkier at bats I, I i have very little confidence in him there i have very little confidence in him against left-handers it's just you know it's just i close my eyes and there he is waving through fastballs like it's uh it just doesn't. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. I, I, somebody, <laughs> I don't want to throw anybody too under the bus, but I will. Uh, <laughs> somebody over the offseason told me, like friend of a friend stuff, like oh they talked to Buck Martinez and he was like, you know what the worst thing about having Melvin Upton on the team is having to pretend he's any good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Buck actually said that, so don't quote Shade. me on it. But uh, but whoever said that, perhaps makes a good point. He's fine. Is <laughs> it's you know I get not going after Pagan. Also, I I, t- I retweeted somebody tonight who who was saying that you know the Giants basically told 
Pagan and, and their infielders like if there's a ball between that's between shortstop and the left fielder let the let the shortstop get it like this is, he was apparently not as good as maybe the metrics will make him look in left field because he didn't look he looks passable by the metrics in left field last year and it was a disaster by all accounts in center the year before uh not that the blue jays really have a high bar for left field defense, given that they were running Michael Saunders out there a lot last year and the in right field, there's our, our pal Jose, mm-hmm. uh, who is so good in so many other ways, but not as a defensive player. Uh, I don't know what they might think of a thing like that. If his defense is not great and he's not durable and there's the turf and there's all sorts of reasons. There's a lot, all sorts of reasons why it would be really nice if Dalton Pompey just came around and, and was like, this job is fucking mine, boys. Like I'm going to, I'm just going to keep hitting and you're going to have to not do anything but give me this job. That would be terrific. Uh, it would be nice if they had a better contingency plan, but like you say, that doesn't really work for a guy like Pagan and it probably doesn't work for any kind of veteran guy that you might want to pay money to, to come in and into an, uh, the, the outfield mix. You know, if it's, if it's ordained that Pompey would get it, that's, that's one thing. And I, I don't think that it is, you know, we've talked about, you know, uh, multiple times, even just the fact that he's going to the World Baseball Classic means that they're maybe not looking as closely at him as they, as as we think they should, or as a lot of people think mm. they should. Uh, but yeah, I I I don't know. I still hold out that hope because it's you know it's still not even the tenth of March yet, or it will be when people are starting to listen to this. But there's there's a long way to go before spring training ends and before opening day happens, and it would it would solve a lot if Dalton Pompey looked the part and looked like he was the guy who was going to take it over. I wish there were. I wish there was a better competition, especially of guys like, you know, who still had minor league options. And I think that's kind of like where in a, a more broad sense, that's where, where Atkins and Shapiro are, are, you know, talk about having that kind of championship caliber minor league system where there might be a couple options. I don't think Harold Ramirez is there yet. I don't think Gurriel, hmm. you know, he's going to go play shortstop in Dunedin. He's not a guy, even though, you know, a lot of people I think have talked about the possibility of him coming in and being a, uh, an outfielder at some point down the line this season. I don't think that's, you know, that's viable. But that's the other thing too is that this is all still fluid, and and we kind of have to get away from thinking about opening day as setting the roster in stone because <laughs> a lot can change after that still too, even within you know the first month or two. Well, no matter what happens, you have to first game of the playoffs. The rules dictate that <laughs> game one of the ALDS, you have to use your opening day lineup. That's right. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, There's uh, a dumb and, rule, but it's the rules. So. Uh, you know, the, 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 it's tough but fair. Um, Angel, Angel Pagan is very bad in the outfield, um, and he's hurt all the time. Um, but he was, I don't know. There's but a he, reason. He didn't, but he, he also reason. can't hit, so. <laughs> <laughs> he can hit okay. A little bit. Yeah. Be, it would be interesting to see him play in. Not in San Francisco because that ballpark is huge, obviously. But it also, you know, both get to go and rattle around in that corner in Triples Alley, and he's, you know, with his speed and stuff, it kind of works to his advantage. I don't know; it would be interesting, but not really. It's not <laughs> really that interesting. It's yeah, um, it's about it's sort of like the best fit of the garbage that's out there. Like you, you mm. wouldn't you wouldn't have gone at the start of the, the off season and been like, aha. <laughs> He'll be gone. Let's the Pagan's the guy we gotta get. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, it's, Pagan. Uh, it, you once know. you once you can get smoke and Pagan locked up, yeah. uh, the World Series parade just the parade planning is all that's left. Well, Justin um, Smoke is he's got a Freddie Freeman season in him. Uh, you know, their batted ball profile, their 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 contact, their their exit velocity and launch angle, very similar. So he's probably gonna be as good as Freeman, I think. I think that's fair to say. I'm sure that that the the frequency of contact overrated. I think there's. I think there's, they have similar frequency of contact. Now, do they? The the. I think they do. I think that's why they were so comfortable. But you know, contact is uh, is is, is kind of neutral. It doesn't mean we're not talking about the quality of that contact. I don't know that, that Justin Smoke hits the ball that well. I, I don't think you could just reverse the two and. And expect the same season. I think what you're I actually saying. I don't think Justin Smoke is as good as Freddie Freeman. News oh, I think what you're saying is that Freddie Freeman is done. That this is the year he's going to like crash and, and burn. Um, speaking of crash and burn, we have to cut into regular programming here um, with important tweets. Okay. Um, uh, JP Aaron Sevia, former Blue Jay, retired ball player now, um, 
tweeted, watch the year at Joey Bats has this year. He's a ball player. Uh, he's on a mission, and I have a feeling it's going to be huge. Hashtag watch out. So no less of an authority than J.P. Aaron Sebia thinks that Bautista is on one. Um, counterpoint to that is um, a big fan of yours, I know, Steve Simmons. Who, <laughs> Loves me, yes, that's right. Who quoted who quotes somebody else tweeting being like, Bautista's due for, it looks like he's ready to have a big year. Uh, he, with the, the cold water in the face, says uh, if, he, if he faces retired pitchers and minor leaguers and nobody's all year, he, you might be right. Um, of all the wow. times in my whole life, I did not think that I would be like, you know what, I'm going to have to side with J.P. Aaron Sebia on this one. <laughs> you, think, you think the old Steve maybe is still a little bitter about uh, who are you and why are you talking to me? I think he's just like, he's got a, he's got a business to run. You know what I mean? It's just like... Like yeah. the, the people, the people that said that that manufacture and sell body bags, they still got to, you know, they, they got production numbers they got to meet. Doesn't mean they relish their work, but they, you know, those body bags, they, they got to hold those bodies. Well, uh, as I as I said last week, I Curtis Larson is the only one that I read from the Sun. He's he's the only reliable guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just a truly spectacular moment. <laughs> Uh, by the oh, way, as I said before, support the things you value, because otherwise you end up like uh, what's going on over there. Um, next point <laughs> I have here, and this is I have decided this is my spring mantra. Okay. 2017 spring mantra: Francisco Liriano is actually good. Uh, Francisco Liriano is actually awesome. So he pitched his ass off today in a spring training game. I believe he had five strikeouts in three innings. Um, I don't think he walked anybody. Arden. Uh, Zwelling from Sportsnet was there and got some really nice quotes. And then uh, your friend and a guy I've never met, Cam, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, who who is uh, doing the uh, the tag team action on Blue Jays Nation with you, he has a lot of um, sweet quotes and some stuff that uh, that that dude Francisco Liriano did. Uh, basically, he's amazing. Excuse me. He has a chance. I can, I can, to tell, re- I can tell you, you're really excited about him. I am really excited about Francisco Liriano <laughs> because he is left-handed AJ Burnett. This so is what wonderful. is not to be excited about? I um, yeah, it, it's like it's like the possibility of of Blue Jays games getting re-blacked out this year on MLB TV. It's like I don't I don't even want to talk about it because <laughs> I'm afraid I'm afraid that just talking about it is going to change the future. But yeah, and then I I will I I'm ready to jump on this fucking Francisco Liriano train. Francisco Liriano is a Blue Jays fifth starter, and he is definitely better than the Orioles' first starter. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. I think that's fair. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like <laughs> Francisco Liriano is actually an ace, even though he has. That kind of stuff, right? Like, when he throws that hard. and that There are days when he looks there are, like But it. there yeah. are days. Yeah. And, and if you could keep his sh- help him keep his shit together 20 times out of 32, Jesus Christ. That's insane. As your fifth starter. As long, like, every time I start to resign myself to the fact that the Red Sox are a juggernaut and the Jays are fighting for a wild card spot, you start to think about the rotation and what it could be and how everything else is going to, like, in a way last year, right, where the offense was not what we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. The offense struggled mightily against left-handed pitching of all fucking things. You're like, there's a, there, with Liriano and with Stroman, and, uh, and like, they have that chance to take that rotation to the next level. And then if, you know, even if Sanchez comes back and Hap kind of comes back a little bit and stays what he is or Estrada comes back, like, there's so much there. And again, if, if you're getting a left-handed pitcher who throws 95 miles an hour with that insane slider that will break your knees and break your heart and the changeup that ends up in the other batter's box, my God, it's incredible. It's really exciting to think about. And 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 if Liriano's feeling good and he feels like he's on top and mastering... Um, you know, being able to control and, and, and command his, his, his breaking pitches. Forget about it. Forget it. Fuck you, Chris Sale. Come get some. Like, <laughs> Do you think Liriano will be in the conversation to start a playoff game? Like, to start the start of a playoff series by the end of the year? We're going, like, we're going far here, yeah. 
I, I could see it. I could see him having a year that good. Yeah. I don't think it's you know likely, to be honest. But I mean, it's within the range of possibilities. But I think that the, 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 the quality of the Jays' rotation is such that that conversation would be a difficult one to have. Uh, because there are five guys who are who could you know Estrada. You never know what you're going to be with his health, uh, uh, but I think Stroman and and Estrada are similar in a way where they have the kind of stuff that would you know well and Sanchez too right so maybe Sanchez more than Stroman. Stroman I think that we've seen that the Jays are not at all interested in entertaining him as a as a reliever. I mean, you know, especially in the playoffs, they've they've made that 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 case clear. They had Mariano they had a chance, and they, yeah. If they didn't do it last year, they're not going to do it again. Yeah. No, and and nor nor should they. He 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 should be rewarded for rewarding their confidence in him and belief that he's a starter. Um, but like the the idea of Liriano is kind of like a Lincecum esque kind of converted starter who comes in and blows people away for a couple innings. That's exciting. But if also if you can if you can if you can see six months from now or eight months from now however long till the fucking playoffs that like yeah this is a guy who's who's turned lineups over twice for us all year long why would you why would you take that away from from someone who has that potential to completely shut a game down right like this isn't already Dickie grinding out 199 innings or or Mark Burley right like it's like he has that ability to change a game. To change a game, to not just kind of fill a spot and, and do a noble and important role, um, and I'm sure that as we are saying this, we look at those five guys. There's going to need to be somebody else who's going to have to soak up the innings, which is kind of like the word that you use around innings. Innings are soaked up, right? Because someone's got to pitch them. But I don't think about Liriano in those terms. He's not an innings eater. He's like a guy who's a difference maker. Well, God, fucking cliches are coming out. Of, I can't even control them. But they, uh, they sure are. But you're but you're not wrong. I don't think you're wrong here. I think that, that he, <laughs> I'm ready to he believe. has that edge. He has the stuff, and he has the ability to, like I said, to blow people away. And that any a team that would have big left-handed bats on it um, is, would be not looking forward to a Francisco Liriano start. Completely. Who, who has completely big left-handed reasonable. bats in the American League? I don't know. Well, that one guy Houston. retired. But yeah, the one guy retired. Yeah, I mean, you think about who if the Jays are. I mean, if the Jays are in a one game playoff, right? If you're looking like if the Jays are facing the Mariners, right? You got Seager, you got Cano from the left hand side, and Cruz from the right. But the Mariners are shit. God, the Astros are going to win like 105 games this year. <laughs> your your disbelief in the Mariners, I, I enjoy very much. I'm not going to lie to you. Disbelief in the Mariners, absolute belief in the Angels of all teams. Wow. Uh, we and, yeah, we get that, and but also uh, like steadfast belief that the Astros are going to be a juggernaut. They're, they're very, be, they're very good. Yeah, they are very good. But yeah, no, this is an exciting revelation, and I, I really think that um, that that Liriano has been a little bit overlooked um, in in all these conversations. And you and I are as guilty of it as anybody. We don't talk about him enough. We don't talk about what he can do or what he's done and what he's capable of continuing to do in the future. <laughs> I I don't know. That, true, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Though also, though also, I'm like thinking ahead to like a year from now, being like, did we do an episode where we were like when Francisco Liria was overlooked? <laughs> Could he like, start a playoff game for this yeah, team that won seven? It might games? just seem completely absurd. Yeah, but I think you know what? That's the fun part. Guys like him and Burnett, um, and I don't know, Dustin McGowan or somebody like that. Those guys are so enticing because they've just got it, right? They've got that filth that you always are going to wish on it. And you can see how Ubaldo scouts in front of comes to mind, yeah. Ubaldo Who? comes to mind. Ubaldo? I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah. Ubaldo, yeah. now his stuff is kind of, yes. his throws hard. It's like, oh, well, Jesus Christ, get that away from me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, like guys that have the stuff, like it's just, you can, it's intoxicating. Uh, and Burley wasn't that. And Burley, Mark Burley, Francisco Liriano would kill to have Mark Burley's career, I think, in a lot of ways. But you, you, you overlook those guys for, for, for other reasons. You just kind of bank those innings and move on. And, and, uh, and, and uh, as uh, Stacy, uh, uh, Stacy May wrote about, um, about, uh, about keeping it simple, right? And that's what, Liri- that's what, what Burley does. Uh, but guys like Liriano and Stroman, they don't keep it simple. They keep it complicated and weird, and they try way too hard. But it makes it really like, oh, you just want to, just if you just bottle that and, and control it, 
off you go. It's fun. He, I will say this: he's going to be a much more enjoyable fifth starter to watch than the the fifth starters we've had to watch for the last couple of years. Well, as then, much as as much as I, you know, R. A. Dickey, great, great personality, all that shit. The knuckleball was real enticing and, and intoxicating itself uh, for a while, but. Mm-hmm. I'm, but we had I'm ready all these, for this change. I'm real ready for this change. But we had all these conversations about Dickie as well in 2013, yeah, 2014, yeah. 2015, and even less so last year. But it was like, you know, you you, you are you know as well as anybody, you start playing arbitrary endpoints with Ari Dickey, and it was just like, well, if he can do that all year round, if his back is okay, if he can figure out that fickle thing and use all big Ari Dickey words. The capricious animal, I believe, is the one you're looking Yeah, yeah, for. as a neophyte. <laughs> in the in, in in the world uh, of the capricious animals, but yeah, uh, it, it's fun. But you you also you you made a huge point, and it's kind of the same point that we've been making with backup catchers all along. Is that backup catchers are shit, and fifth starters are shit. But the Jays' fifth starter is not shit, which gives them a little bit of an edge. Who's the Yankees' fifth starter? Who's the Yankees' third starter? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. You know, they got they got Tanakh. They got they got uh, Big Mike. Uh, Sabathia Severino? gonna pitch a little bit. Sabathia, yeah, Sabathia, Sabathia sure. Yeah, Sabathia is enticing, right? You never I, know. You can't figure I it guess. out. Twenty seventeen Sabath- Sabathia does not entice me quite as much as maybe two thousand nine Sabathia did. What a stud! Sabathia is great. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, huge monster. Um, there's all the rest of the stuff is just kind of odds and ends. Uh, Devin Travis is hurt. His uh, opening day looks like it might be in doubt. Is that true? Yeah, that's what, that's what they're saying. That's kind of what they've said all along, but nobody's kind of wanted to believe it. Like I think remember, I remember when uh, when he first went for his surgery in November. They we've never really got a clear picture of how serious an injury he had, which mm-hmm. I guess is their right. But uh, but I think it was like Ross Atkins was saying. I think the you know the headline was Atkins optimistic that he'll be ready for spring training. It's like optimistic. Why would you even need to be optimistic? He's just having arthroscopic surgery in November. Of course he's going to be fucking ready for September, for spring training. Uh, but no, apparently choosing <laughs> deliberating over being optimistic or not was uh, was completely you know in play at that point because he's obviously not ready. It's a uh, uh, it's a bit of a weird thing. He tends to get hurt. Is unfortunate for Devin. Uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, I feel like with with ball pitchers in particular, it's like well, they're either they're healthy until they they aren't, but they're also injury prone until they aren't. Um, but again, the only based the only thing that we know is that the only the greatest predictor of injuries is previous injuries. So Devin Travis is, is kind of building himself a little bit of a, <laughs> a, a, of a laundry list. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. The well, operation, that... the Devin Travis version of operation has got some some buzzy things all over the, his, his body. Growing. It's not, you know, you hope the shoulder thing, as long as that's by him, you feel like that's that's the big one, right? That's the scary one. It is, but I mean, like, like you're saying, like this is what was so weird. And it took, it took the... You know, being this far removed from it for me to kind of get the proper perspective, I think, because it, at the time in the middle of the playoff series and all sorts of things are going on, I didn't really, you know, appreciate the fact that, you know, Travis had like three injuries in the span of like a couple weeks, basically. And the first of those three was a reaggravation of the shoulder injury. So it's almost like, you know, it's like he had the shoulder, the brawl happened. Uh, he reaggravated it. The shoulder's barking at him, but he came back. He was fine, but also somewhere mysteriously that they never really told us, he picked up a bone bruise in his knee, and so his knee's having a rough go. And then there's the will he or won't he be on the the playoff roster for the ALDS for the ALCS? Uh, and then he got into game one of the ALCS, and then he his, he goes down with the knee injury again. And and I don't know if I, I assumed at the time or or if a lot of people did, but the, you know it was like oh his knee was hurting. He played, came back, tried to play, came back too soon. His knee, you know that it was the same thing. But no, the they said that an MRI had revealed that though he initially only had a bone bruise, now there's like cartilage in the joint, and it's all this cartilage is all fucked up. And it's like okay, that's nice that they were able to get him off the ALCS roster. That was a you know that was a win for them because there was a possibility that MLB wouldn't let them do that because of a pre, mm-hmm. it was a pre existing injury. Uh, and then you're like, okay, they've diagnosed it, it's fine, like, whatever, they, they, you know, they've got this all sorted out. And, you know, you sit here several months later and think, Jesus, that's really not a great run for a guy to have 
the shoulder re- the shoulder injury at first, re-aggravating it, one knee injury, and then supposedly another knee injury. Now that the the caveat to that is how you know how honest were they being at the time about any of that stuff, and I, I don't know what mechanisms are in place to force them to be honest, you know, about the bone bruise in the first place, about the fact that it was a second injury, but whatever it was, obviously it was a little more serious than I think a lot of people thought, because here he is, like I say, you know, spring training's been going on for three weeks and we still haven't seen it. It's tough. You feel for him, but uh, I don't know. There's no, that's the thing with injuries and nagging injuries or this or that, or things that worsen, um, you never know what's uh, what the solution is. I guess uh. it, it's uh, yeah, and it's a it's a sore point I think for the Jays in particular because you feel or maybe you you get this false sense of security that like oh you've got some middle infield depth you know, you got Ryan Goins and Darren Barney and it's like oh my god you don't actually want those guys to play like ever. <laughs> Like that's not real. I mean, that's depth in that like somebody there's a warm body to go and stand at that position. But oh my god, like that's not really depth. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 just a, a barely a grade above your Jonathan Diaz is your you know minor league free agent guys, right? Like the you know God love Darwin Barney and Ryan Goins, but that's what they are. Start running out too many of those really low ceiling platoons, and uh, uh, you start running into trouble. Because it's like you yeah. can't. There's only so many ways you can Tetris that together without having just like now we've got two big black holes in the lineup. Plus, you know, we hope that our catcher who is notorious for going into like these deep abyss valleys when he gets bad, <laughs> or because his yeah. body hates him, or the shortstop who did the same thing last year, he just kind of disappeared for a while. Um, you don't, you, you know, it's not what you want. The shortstop has a little trouble staying healthy sometimes too, and and I mean, and the. It, it would be a concern for any team. It, you can't, it's hard to knock the Jays' depth a little, a little bit because it's like, okay, yeah, take away any team's starting second baseman, and then their catcher goes into a funk, and their shortstop is fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, that hurts anybody. That's not really on the. But also, those are guys who are a little more prone to that. It seems than than you would like to see. Mm. Uh, so obviously, the solution is you sign Brett Laurie. And uh, and all your health know. issues are are fixed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All your worries are. Uh, also, the third baseman is hurt too. Yeah, right yeah, but he's fine. He's he's hurt with a, with a lowercase H, a very very small H. He's fine. I think they just they were like, "You're hurt, Josh. You're not going to the World Baseball Classic in case you ever entertain that idea." Said he gets to go get a Barry Bonds earring. Yeah. You know it's you know baseball. Love that so much. I love that it was he got an earring and it was like a huge deal. I hope they were just laughing at him, being like, the fact that he thought it was cool or he thought it was a big deal. Isn't is isn't that what one does to one's friend when they get an earring? I hope that's what one does. I honestly <laughs> don't know that I have any frame of reference anymore. Maybe maybe I've been hanging out in Peterborough too much with the with the you know the Hicks, but the, I'm pretty sure that's the. That's the standard move. Your friend go get goes and gets an earring. You make fun of him. You need to hear about it. They need to hear about it. And as Zoobs, <laughs> as the Zoobs described, there's a that video with, where Tulitsky goes out and has like all, everything about Tulitsky is screaming. I can't believe I'm friends with this guy, <laughs> um, and it's terrific because Tula, like I, I bet you, I'm sure Tula was like wondering, like, does that make you a better baseball player? Then why would you do it? Yeah. That seems <laughs> to be like his thought process at all yeah. times. Uh, that's it. I think we've gone on long enough. We've gone on long enough. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it here. Um, you got any any parting shots? Any last words, Stoughton? No, not really. Maybe don't blackout so. stuff on your. And the blackouts should be left in the in the past. Yeah. I think. You know what? And sadly, I think we might have more time to talk about that issue anyway. So I, I don't care. We're hoping not. <laughs> Um, speaking of blackouts, I want to go to a rock and roll show tomorrow, but I, it looks like it may be potentially selling out, um, which is not encouraging. I don't want it to sell it. I want to go. So, it's, yeah, that's so quite I want to get the problem you've got there. In your my life. problems are significant from my, <laughs> my overly trimmed toenail to the, uh, pizza metal show I want to attend being sold out. Like my life is hell other than the fact that I got to watch the, that the Dominican team played baseball today and they oh. had inflatable plantanos in their shirts 
and golden palentinos they pulled from their pants during the the opening of it the game. It was quite lovely. Yeah, it's. I want nothing else in the world. I'm I'm so happy and content that 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 those dudes are back and doing those dude things. Sign me all the way up. Yeah, all. and I'm also glad that nobody in their country or any other country that isn't the United States can watch the World Baseball Classic games on MLB.tv because that's, you know, that's awesome. Our bitterness is getting the best of us. Well, because it's fucking stupid. It is annoying. Let there be no doubt. Yeah. All right, that's it. We're done. No more. No one listens, wants to listen to us whine about our digital North Korea problems that we suffer from here in Canada. Uh, for Andrew Stoughton. My name is Drew Fairservice. We'll talk to you next... Fairservice. My name is Drew Fairservice. Talk to you next time on Birds All Day.